We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. This is Game Week 1. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We're going over three games in the Premier League this week, as long as well as a team parlay. Chris, we got done doing our future show less than 24 hours ago, exactly 24 hours ago. Uh, are you ready for just to dive into things here? We, we've already had, since we talked, we've had the Emiliano Buendia injury. We've had... Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich, and it seems like Moises Caicedo is on the move. Uh, you got the Liverpool pool kit on. Are you ready for Caicedo? Are you ready not to see Harry Kane in the Premier League? Adam, what have 24 hours has been? We were here <laughs> not so long ago talking about futures for the Premier League next season, or this season now, and uh, you know, a whole day later, we've got a lot of things that are happening. You mentioned Buendia. You mentioned Harry Kane, who I took as a late first rounder in an FPL draft league last night who, you know, this thing, these things happen. I knew what, I knew what was happening, what was uh, the chances and what might be the outcome. Um, and now Moises Caicedo might be coming to the Merseyside, baby. I was, I was saying last night, you know, they haven't met the 50 million pounds for, for Lavia from Southampton. Why, Just why, double spend, it. why spend 50 when you can spend a hundred <laughs> on a finished product? So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a. It's been all over Twitter here as we were preparing for the show. I was kind of uh, into the, uh, the the little Twitter the, the X wormhole of what is happening, what's not happening. I'm all over Fabrizio, seeing if it's going to happen. It sounds like they're going to bid ninety million plus ten million in add-ons, and we'll see what happens. But he might be a red by uh, by the weekend. So I w- that would be great. And then who knows? Maybe next week it could be totally turned around considering what was, what's happened the last 24 hours but yeah all that said we got you know three matches in a parlay to give it this is our first show of the season i couldn't be more excited let's do it so we got three matches here but rotowire.com slash soccer you can get if you want to go to the sports betting spot sports betting and then soccer betting i uh, gets you on the page gets you to odds we also got a couple women's world cup articles if you're into that I believe in 50 minutes, actually, I think I'm going to put some Spain, Netherlands bets in. Uh, We got a Spain, Netherlands article. We got Sweden, Japan article, which is overnight for us, maybe late night for you. 
but we got a couple articles on those. But we're talking Premier League, and you just got to click on Premier League to get to these odds. These odds compare from four different sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet. Our odds are mostly grabbed from DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, our picks, I guess I should say, are mostly grabbed from DraftKings slash FanDuel. But this first match, we are talking about Newcastle United, home against Aston Villa. These teams played in America. I can't remember exactly where it was. Charlotte, maybe somewhere on the East Coast, but they went... 3-3 maybe a month ago or so somewhere in the United States they played each other uh kind of an up and down match which I don't think is going to happen here but we got Newcastle minus 130 to win Aston Villa plus 350 and then over under we're looking at over two and a half goals is minus 135 under two and a half goals is plus 105 which has moved already since the number I grabbed earlier today, a few hours ago. But Chris, so we got Tenali will probably start. We'll see who else is in the front three here. We'll see if Callum Wilson starts. We know Buendia is not going to be starting. We know Moreno is not going to be starting. Uh, so we could see Pau Torres in the starting 11 for Aston Villa. Uh, somewhere on the back line, we could see Diaby in the starting 11 for Villa. We do have a question with Fabian Schar on Newcastle's back line. So those are the main injury questions, I'll say. I don't think Joe Willock is ready, but Newcastle's press conference is Friday, so we don't have the news yet. But Newcastle at home here, minus 130. How do you feel about this? This great way to start. You know, is I don't know if this is in the the big-time slot here on Saturday. Is this the, uh, I guess, what it would be, 9.30 for, or 8.30 for me? Yes, this is a this is the standalone oh, one after yeah, the, the standalone. Games, yeah. They want to call it, but yes. So great way to start our Saturday here. We've got a huge match of two teams playing in European competition this season. We've got a Newcastle side who are retooled with a couple of signings. Villa as well. They've brought in a few people. But two teams that kind of surprised the Premier League last season. Unai Emery, you know, with fresh off a of first full preseason. I think he came in. A, halfway through the season last year so fresh off a full preseason with this team you got to believe like they've had that chance to to put in different you know whether it's formations or or a different organization that'll that'll benefit them but newcastle here i would be interested to see if tenali starts gets that first start for newcastle but i think something to consider here newcastle at home I look back last season and, you know, we don't really have anything to go off of this season, obviously quite yet. So I'm looking back at last season and thinking about how Newcastle did it. How did they make the Champions League? Well, they played great defense. They, they were kept a lot of teams out of the net. And, you know, aside from Manchester United, who conceded 10 goals at home, um, excuse me, yeah, 10 goals at home. Newcastle was had the second least amount of goals conceded at home. It conceded 14 goals in 19 matches at St. James Park last year going to be tough for Villa to go in there and score. I, you know, is it uh, Fabian share if he's out, maybe kind of adds a little bit of a, another layer there. But I, I think that all that considered, um, you know, whether the, the under two and a half is kind of attractive and you did mention that it's, it's now plus one Oh five. It was like an hour ago. I looked at it. It was plus plus one ten. So it's already, mm-hmm. um, that that's attractive to me because also looking at what Aston Villa did, away from home last season, they scored 18 goals in 19 away matches. That's 14th most away goals in the league last season. So they, they didn't score a whole lot. Um, and I just think that, uh, I think, you know, given that Newcastle 
huge start to the season. They have Champions League play coming up in the you know in the next month or so. I'm going to actually go go a little more aggressive here and go Newcastle money line minus one thirty. They're at home. I think they could pull three points right away, get the season kicked off to a, a good start. And if you don't think that, um, you know, say you're 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 not feeling quite as aggressive here with it, confident in Newcastle, you could go under two and a half. I like that. It was plus one ten. It's now plus one hundred five. Um, and Newcastle just really strong at home and, and keeping teams out of the net. Either I'm losing my mind or the odds changed while you spoke, but it's back to 110. It's back to plus 110 for the under two okay. and a half. And okay. conveniently, that's what I took. Under two and a half goals, ignoring the 3-3 preseason game. I believe it was the first preseason game for both of them, at least the, one, the first one in the United States. Uh, this, is, this was a pretty tough one to look at because, as you mentioned, just two kind of teams that were – Newcastle was solid all season. Villa came on uh, late with Unai Emery a little bit. But we have Newcastle at home who many times they they went out from the start and just dominated opposition. And they just – if you look at Aston Villa, when, when Emery first took over, a lot of Aston Villa matches was just like Unai Emery outmanaging the opposing manager – and they had they had a bunch of one nil wins and their defense was strong and they just didn't allow teams to do what they wanted to do. So I think this is a I mean, very interesting match where we have new we have the two teams, first off, both in European competition, which we mentioned on the future show. So that's interesting in itself. But just the fact that we have Newcastle, who looked really so good at home last season, you already gave the numbers and then Aston Villa with what they did under Emery and away from home. So it's just an intriguing matchup, but I think just the way Aston Villa want to play, I think they're going to kind of want to take they're going to kind of want to take Newcastle out of what they do best, and I think that's going to lead to fewer goals. Um, there's a chance this is another three three result. If one of these teams scores early, it could be just extremely up and down, just like that preseason match. But I'm going the opposite way. So under two and a half goals, plus one ten, and then Chris has Newcastle. Money line minus one thirty. Um, so you do agree with the under two and a half goals here, right? Yeah. Quick data point here. Um, last season, there there two matchups where both both times the home team won. Uh, Aston Villa won in April three nil. Newcastle won back in October four nil. But if you go back thir- the last thirteen matches prior to those two matchups, this goes back to two thousand fourteen. The last thirteen games, two of those games were in the champ. Uh, the League Cup, one of them being our League Cup replay, all 13 of those matches were under two goals, or two goals or under, rather. So kind of interesting where, you know, you, you pull all these games, the last 13 out of 15 matchups between these two clubs has been under two and a half goals. So a little bit of historical data. I don't know if that supports it, considering what, you know, there were seven goals in the two match, in the two games last year. But I do think that uh, just given everything that we know about Newcastle, that I, I do support the under two and a half goals but. Backing up that number while you're talking, I had to look it up. So seven of Aston Villa's eight, last eight away matches in in the Premier League last season, it was two goals or fewer. Uh, The only match with more than two goals was a 2-1 win at Leicester City. So there you go. And that that match included an 87th minute goal. So it was almost, it was minutes away from eight straight matches away from home for Aston Villa going Mm -hmm. under two and a half goals. So uh, that one sides with my bet. So there's Newcastle 
against Aston Villa. Chris, we got uh, wines and wagers. We got to move on to the next game here. Whoa, I didn't did not get the heads up that we we're doing wines and wagers this week. Maybe next week, Adam, you can let me know, and I'll get you know you know when your wife is is breastfeeding and she can't drink as much wine as she usually can. And there's a little <laughs> bit left. There's a little bit left in the bottle and you don't want to save that. And you take a look at it before your show starts and you're like, well, I guess I got to finish this off. So uh, that's why it's wine part. majors here. Nice. You're doing your part. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool, Chelsea are at home. One of these intriguing teams that we don't have a ton of information on under Pochettino. So that's going to make this one a little bit, Interesting to talk about, but we got Chelsea plus 190 to beat Liverpool at home. Liverpool are plus 135 to win, so Liverpool slight favorites. We got maybe, maybe not surprisingly, over two and a half goals is minus 155. Under two and a half goals is plus 125. If you want over three and a half goals, that's plus 165 here. So, uh, so we got the Caicedo news that may happen for the weekend, but he's not going to be playing for him. So we don't got to worry about that. We have Chelsea's situation where they're trying to get another defensive midfielder here. Cause they're also in the race for Caicedo. I wonder if Caicedo is just like, whoever wins this opening match, I'm going to go there. <laughs> that might be kind of dumb considering Chelsea are at home, but uh, it would be funny if he did something like that. But uh, for now, Connor Gallagher placeholder here, defensive midfield, Next to Enzo Fernandez, we know about Nkuku's injury. We could see Chukwameka in the starting 11. He was getting a lot of time in the preseason. Nicholas Jackson seems like he's going to be their number nine for, for you know, this season, I guess, and going forward. Uh, Mudrick in there, Sterling in there, a couple known faces uh, due to the Nkuku injury. So uh, the back line, no, no big changes. Colwell comes uh, back from loan from Brighton. Then we got Liverpool. We do have questions with Liverpool. I don't. We don't have Darwin in the starting eleven. We don't have Luis Diaz in the starting eleven. Both those guys could start. We'll see how it turns out. But I think a big question here for Liverpool and for this matchup will be who do the, who does Jurgen Klopp start in his midfield? Because there's a reason they're getting Caicedo. We talked about it in the future show. They need just the standout defensive midfielder who's going to hold things together, kind of in the middle. Uh, and they're not going to have that for this match. So. Who do you think is going to start in this midfield and how big of a factor uh, is it going to be in terms of, you know, just Liverpool trying to get this win at plus 135? I think you've got it right here as far as midfielders go. Curtis Jones probably going to play that holding midfield. And then you got McAllister and, and Subasly playing up top, um, kind of in those 10 rules, like the the Henderson and, and the, you know, I guess Curtis Jones played a little more advanced towards the, towards the tail end of last season, but I think that's what we're going to see. I would be, I mean, they don't really have that many other options as a holding midfielder. Uh, Bocetich is hurt. Uh, Tiago, I don't think he's going to make it back either. So I, they're pretty limited in, in what they can play there. That said, I would, you know, look at the lineup, maybe Diaz over, or, over Diogo Jata, just because I think he's probably him and, Saw are their most dynamic attackers in, ter- in terms of being able to beat players one on one and score themselves. Whereas Diogo Jota is more like a, you know, he I think he can be, you know, credit to him, he can beat players one on one, but I think he's maybe not quite on the same level as Salah and, and Diaz. But yeah, I this is a this is a tough one. Going to be tough to go into Stamford Bridge, open the season 
against a side that's kind of reloaded. I, I'm Nicholas Jackson. I only saw some highlights of him in preseason, but the ones that I did see, they look, he looked really good, really smooth, laying off passes for goals, scoring goals himself. You know, this Chelsea team, everybody knows has seen a ton of investment. So it's not like the quality of the players isn't there. It's been, the question marks have been, you know, sometimes the desire and the organization from the manager, they've, they've got a top tier manager now, you know, and I, and I think we've, He's, he's probably uh, looking back at uh, Frank Lampard and, and some of the other options they've had. Probably better. I mean, I'd, you know, pour a little out for Graham Potter. Unfortunate how things work for him because I'm a big fan of him. But I think Pochettino, you know, he's he's shown he's shown that he's you know he's up there in the conversation with Pep and Klopp and you know some of the some of the top tier of Ancelotti at Real, some of the top tier managers. So I don't I, I do think looking at this game specifically from a betting perspective. I, I do want to support another under under two and a half uh, bet here. It's uh, at plus one twenty five. You look back at at uh, Chelsea and Liverpool over the past couple seasons. Last year they had, you know, you could have went out and watched paint dry, and it would have been a better match to watch in both their matchups. It was zero zero in both the home and away matches. It was and it was brutal. It was. It's not like it was. They were like good matches, good zero zero draws. They weren't. They were poor. And then prior to that, it was uh, they played in the two League Cup final, or the FA Cup final and the League Cup final, both zero zero. So, last four matches it's been zero zero. I'm, you know, you look the preseason. Another preseason, I guess, note is how poor the Liverpool backline has been. They've been shipping goals to Darmstadt, you know, a uh, couple other kind of teams that you wouldn't expect. I mean, they gave up four to Bayern, but at the end of the yeah, day, Bayern Munich without Harry Kane. Like, come on. At the end of the day, it is preseason, you know. They're, the stakes are lower. They're trying to organizational things. They're they're trying to you know see who starts, what systems they work. They're they're playing eleven guys in the first half and eleven guys in the second half. You know you would like a little bit more consistency, obviously, but I would I, I do think that they'll step up a bit here as the season kicks off. And it's not like we haven't seen you know Virgil Van Dyke, Andrew Robertson, Kanate, uh, and and Alexander Arnold like play good at well as a backline. So. I, I, it's not like, you know, giving up four goals of Bayern in one of their last games is going to lead me to believe that this is going to be a 4-4 thriller. It would be fun for us as the viewer, but I still think that it's going to be under two and a half goals. And, you know, as a little side one, side bet here, as, as an additional bet, an add-on for the for the listeners, Mo Salah, plus 160 anytime goal scorer. He loves a goal against the top four, or, you know, top sides, I guess you could say. Top four. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Chelsea maybe not even what were they top eight last year? Top top uh no, they first, were twelfth. Twelfth, yeah. So they he does love a low crystal palace. You're right. I gave a shout to be relegated this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one London team spent, you know, hundred million pounds plus another team hasn't bought a player yet this summer. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is it is an interesting bet given some of these Liverpool results, but you look at the history, you look at Chelsea, who have been, who have been, I mean, again, we were talking about these preseason games because there's not much else to talk about. We could just, we could just say random stuff about players and, but these results at least is something to talk about here. Uh, Chelsea had success in the United States on their, on their trails and they, I mean, their defense was better. They've been playing more sound under Pochettino and I mean, you mentioned the you mentioned the Liverpool back line. It's all the same guys here, but 
Chelsea's back line is also healthy. Chilwell, James, I don't know how many times they played together last season, but it wasn't many. Thiago Silva, he's he's a constant. Levi Cowell is new, but, uh, I mean, there's a chance he, he's not even starting. So we'll see here with, with how Chelsea perform. It's, it's interesting. Um, under two and a half is, I mean, you get in the plus 125 on it. It seems like... It just seems like a hard bet to take with with Liverpool here, but like, how many goals do we think Chelsea are going to score in this opener? I, I guess that's kind of where where we're coming at. Um, are they going to come out? Is, is Pochettino's Chelsea going to score three goals in the opener? I don't know. It seems it seems like a tough bet. So I'm I'm kind of with you here. Uh, my bet is a little more confusing, but this is the only time I, you know, I had to explain this bet twenty times last season. So I got to. I got a plus 0.25 uh, bet here. So this is this is what I'm taking. Chelsea plus 0.25 corners in the first half at minus 110. So this bet means if Chelsea get more corners than Liverpool, you win your bet. If they finish with the same amount of corners, uh, you get half of your... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I think I got it. I think I got it. You get half your money back, but I feel like you also get half your money back if they lose by one. You know what? Just forget I said that. Um, either way, I think Chelsea are <laughs> uh, Chelsea, you're looking at this situation here, and we, we're talking about this Liverpool midfield. So why do we think that Liverpool's midfield is going to be enough to control this match away from home uh, in this situation? And usually when a team controls the midfield, they kind of control the corners, that kind of thing. And, I mean, people will look at Liverpool and be like, oh, TAA, oh, Salah, okay, yeah, we'll bet corners on them. Oh, Shobislai, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, those guys take a lot of corners, but uh, – they also cross it a bunch from open play, but I, I just think that early in this game, I think it's just going to be pretty even. I don't think there's going to be an edge for either side. And I think that Chelsea, there's just some, there's value here in taking Chelsea plus 0.25 corners in the first half plus or minus one ten here. Um, I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, yeah. Interesting. You know, we, that we, we, we've done this back quite a bit or Adam's done this back quite a bit. I, I think that I understand it. And it makes sense to me every time he does it, but then, and, and you obviously understand it too, but then when we get to talking about it, what we need is like one of those beautiful little, uh, I just confuse myself. We need a, yeah. We need a little graphic that says, you know, this happens it, like one of those bar graphs or like uh, organizational org charts where it says like, this happens, go down, you know, this doesn't happen, go up type of deal. We'll slap it on the YouTube page, but yeah. the half money is, uh, is the tough part. Yeah. I, Back to back to your bet though, do we think we, we think Chelsea's you know I guess they're going to start Gallagher and 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 uh, Fernandez in the middle there to try to control things. I mean these two teams typically they they play. I mean have similar qualities. Um, could be a pretty fifty fifty match. I, I don't see like Liverpool going out and having like sixty forty possession against the Chelsea side unless Poch yeah, has I mean, that's that also a counterattacking yeah. style. They they all they both you know so I guess. This is kind of a 50-50 bet for me. I don't, you know, do I think Chelsea's going to have more corners in the first half? We'll see, but it's it's a, it's just kind of a toss-up. Even if they have the same amount, then uh, you get half, half your money back. back. Yes. That's how yes. I'm understanding it, Adam. 
That's correct. <laughs> All right, that was, uh, again, Chris took under two and a half goals at plus 125, and I took Chelsea plus 0.25 corners in the first half. That is minus 110. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next match we got, we're talking about Manchester United and Wolverhampton. This match is Monday. This is the last match of the game week. And according to this, it says it's at 2 p.m. Eastern, which is a weird time to be playing. But uh, I guess it's at 2 p.m. Eastern. These games are usually at 3. Um, either way, we talked about, again, in our future show. If you want to listen to our future show, listen to our future show. Lopetegui out at Man, not Manchester United, out at Wolverhampton. Uh, they got Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill took over Bournemouth for about the second half of the last season, and then Bournemouth man or Bournemouth owners were like, actually, we want someone else. Uh, they just didn't really see enough from him, kind of a thing. So they got Andoni Irailola instead. But either way, Gary O'Neill is here for Wolverhampton. A lot of people are hating on Wolverhampton. You can see this in the odds, Manchester United. Minus 320 to win. Wolverhampton are plus 800 to win away from home. And then the draw is plus 475. We got over two and a half goals. Is looking at minus 125. Under two and a half goals is minus 105. I don't think we have many big injury news. There's a lot of you know secondary players from Manchester United that are hurt. As well as new signing Erasmus Hodgeland is going to be out for Manchester United. But otherwise, Mason Mount, it's assumed he's going to become a regular, maybe take the spot of Erickson, maybe take the spot somewhere else on the wing, something like that. But otherwise, both these teams are pretty healthy. Um, but I don't think either of us are going with the Wolverhampton side here with the new manager, with the situation going on there. Uh, so is there any reason that you're going to find yourself betting on like a Wolverhampton double chance in this match here? There's really no reason that I would see myself doing that. I explained it in our futures pod yesterday. If you didn't listen to that, but like plus one hundred is a Wolverhampton double chance. Yeah, still they're way at Old Trafford, and as I said with the Newcastle bet, New Manchester United was the best defensive team at home last season. They conceded ten goals in nineteen matches. Wolverhampton, not known as a goal scoring team, so for, for them to go away. And to, to score goals makes it even tougher. In fact, they scored all of last season. Wolverhampton scored 12 goals away from home. And, you know, so. I don't, I, it's I not don't, good. It's not, not a good not number. 
So, I mean, if they're going to get a result, it's going to be like a 0-0 result or like a 1-1. But I don't think that's the case. United, Eric Ten Hag, same concept as uh, Unai Emery getting a full preseason with his team. Super beneficial for the manager to implement formations, you know, tactics, all that good stuff. So I think he'll benefit from that full that full preseason with the players. Brought in Mason Mount, that is, that's helpful. And I just think the, there's a huge golf in quality between the, the two rosters. United at home, and, and for all those reasons, I just think that I, I like Man United uh, favored by minus one and a half. It's at minus one twenty-five are the odds. So I think I think United wins this game by two goals or more, and you cash out there. Wolverhampton just—I I don't know if I'm leaning too much into this narrative that they're they're not you know they don't have the quality. They're in a financial hardship. They've got a new manager, but I, I just all those things add up to me lacking belief and them um, to open the season at least i think i think some of that is going into it just the new manager that whole thing but i mean we also have you know all of last season of what wolverhampton did and i mean i don't know if we mentioned it on, the, on our future show but like ruben ne- ruben nevis is gone I mean, yeah. we must have mentioned it but the guy who uh, he probably led the team in terms of minutes maybe outside of a couple center backs he probably was close to three thousand minutes their the leader captain. Yeah, so, I mean, you take him out uh, and don't really add anyone else. So, I mean, they lost they lost these combined uh, 3-0 last season. It was 2-0 at Manchester United, then they lost at home 1-0. I think it's just going to be similar. I, I wrote about this in my article. Uh, that, w- that is up on rotowire.com. I have a bet on this match. I took another one for this show. And guess what? I'm going going with the crazy corner bet. We got minus Manchester United minus 1.25 corners in the first half at minus 120. I, I mean, kind of what Chris said, kind of what we've just been saying. It's just going to be like, okay, Wolverhampton are going to struggle to have possession. They're going to struggle to get opportunities. How many corners does that mean? Maybe zero, maybe one. Other side of that, I assume Manchester United will get a few corners in the first half because they're going to be in the attacking third a bunch. Again, this is the home opener as well, and they're going to want to, you know, show out for Old Trafford here. So pretty sensible bet where, I mean, you could put this into a single-game parlay kind of a thing, which is what what we're going to do in our uh, team parlay coming up as well, but – this what would this come out to? Uh, we got a couple minus one twenties. This will be about you know it would be over plus two hundred uh, for a single yeah. parlay, uh, depending on the odds for the specific parlay. But I mean, you could even take like an over two and a half, three and a half corners or something like that for Manchester United in the first half uh, if you if you didn't want to do this minus one point two five. But Chris has Manchester United minus one and a half at minus one twenty five, and I took Manchester United. Minus 1.25 corners in the first half at minus 120. What do you think? Yeah, good bet all around. Would be interesting as a parlay, too. I don't see Wolverhampton getting too many corner kicks, so I can I can roll with this as well. Let's roll with it. All right, we got uh, Team Parlay coming up. Let's let's pull up the uh, cheat sheet. We haven't had the cheat sheet up. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Get the uh, 48-hour trial, and included in that trial, and including in the subscription, you have a cheat sheet that has covers FPL. You get odds for all 10 matches. You get lineups for all 10 matches. You get goal scores for all 10 matches. And for our team parlay, 
We're talking Brighton against Luton Town. We got we got a single game parlay that we put together for for the fans here. It's a plus three thirty single game parlay. Uh, I mean, Brighton home. We saw what they did last season, first game of the season. Maybe they're going to be missing Caicedo. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to matter. We saw many times last season where they put out, you know, some secondary guys, some younger guys, and it was kind of deserby ball that uh, didn't really matter. They still dominated possession, still had a ton of opportunities. Now they're going against Luton Town, who haven't really added a ton. They got Nakamba in the midfield. They added Chong in the midfield. So they got a, I guess I shouldn't say they haven't really added much. They have added guys, but they've added, you know, outcasts from – from former from Premier League teams, uh, they couldn't find jobs at other Premier League teams. So Nakamba couldn't find a job at Aston Villa. Chong couldn't find a job at Manchester United. Giles, uh, former Wolverhampton player, again, couldn't find a job at Wolves. So they got these guys who had a bunch of success in the championship, and now they signed them for the Premier League. So that, that'll be interesting here uh, in terms of this matchup. But we're both going Brighton here, but what are your thoughts for this match? I just want to quick quickly sing a single out uh, to Heath Chong from Ludentown. He might have the best hair in the Premier League. It's so thick. It's Chong or uh, Hannibal for Manchester United. Have you seen Hannibal's? I don't think I've seen Hannibal's. No, he mu- he must be a young guy. Yeah, he's twenty twenty one or something like I that. Like, I believe I believe he started against Wrexham in their in their friendly they had. Okay. Well, yes. I'm so envious of that hair. It's it's just long and fluffy, and yeah, it's it's uh, something I can never grow. So, uh, shout out to him. But we're going to be seeing a lot of them in that Town lineup. We do have this this bet here, this parlay plus three thirty to start the season. Really getting the money's worth out here. Uh, last season we were we were I think we finished above. Um, we finished in the cash last season. Um, as Adam pulls up the team parlay, we had an we were up seven hundred dollars on the team parlay overall. We did pretty well. Um, sometimes, you know, think about these bets too. Is like we were, you were sixteen, fifteen, and one. I was seventeen and thirteen on the parlays. Um, so one of them typically hit at least. So you know, if you don't think that you want to put them together, you're like okay, I like Adam's corner bets because he won like over three k on uh, on corner bets last season. You know, go roll with that. If you don't think Brighton's going to win this game by two goals at home against Luton Town to start the season, you know, stick with the corners bet. But I'm going Brighton minus one and a half. At minus one twenty-five, I, I like them. Luton you mentioned they added a couple players, but maybe not enough quality that that that's required to be in the Premier League to get results. So I'm I'm going to roll with Brighton. A lot of uh, kind of a lot a lot of momentum be, behind them, um, and I think it's I just think they they get out of this one with a, a good quality win with by a couple goals. Well, I'm talking. Look up Hannibal's hair, uh, and then and then uh, compare. I think I think it's a pretty tight match here. Uh, but yeah, I'm going over three and a half corners in the first half for Brighton. That is plus 145. Uh, that's a lot of corners. So on DraftKings, where we put together this single game parlay, uh, for some reason you can't do, I originally had Brighton minus one and a half, I believe it was, corners in the first half uh, against Luton Town. So I'm, instead of that, I'm just going over over corners here. And as, as for Chris's minus one and a half bet, you could also do like Brighton, uh, over one and a half goals or over two and a half goals, something like that. Uh, if you like the minus one and a half, I I'd also do Brighton over two and a half goals as well uh, with this corners bet. And then you're, you're looking at what plus 500, maybe 
something, some bigger odds there. And then if you want to put in Evan Ferguson to score a goal or something like that, uh, then, then we're really talking in the plus 1000 range. So just some things you can do in, in terms of single game parlays, but I got Brighton over three and a half corners in the first half plus 145. Chris's is Brighton minus one and a half. Uh, that's minus 125. The odds on that is plus 330. I just think Brighton are going to kind of do what they do here. I don't care if Caicedo's playing or not. Uh, I just think they're going to dominate from the start, control possession, probably going to be close to 70% possession here. That's going to lead to corners. A lot of games last season where they just racked up corners in the first half. There's also a couple of games last year where I took this bet and they scored three goals in the first 20 minutes and then they finished with like zero or one corner because, you know, they weren't pushing as much anymore. But uh, Chris, uh, your thoughts on Hannibal and your thoughts on uh, corners. Do you like corners? Are you going to bet any corners this season? I guess I'll ask. I don't think I'm going to bet any corners at all this season. I'm going to let, let continue. I'm going to continue my, my streak of letting that be your thing. You've had great success with it. Why would I try to mess it up? I'm going to try to cover some other stuff just to give make sure that we've covered our bases. That being said, Hannibal, incredible hair. Absolutely incredible. Up, him and, him and uh, Taith Chong, immaculate hair. I, am, I can't, you know, I'm, I got the – it's a little bit – I want to throw in Hamza Chidori from, uh, from yeah, Leicester City. Like, I, I was envious of his hair. You look at, again, Leicester City, Kegler Sayuncu, the center back, the Turkish center back. He had an awesome head of lettuce, just like kind of slick back, like warrior-esque, like ponytail where it would then like flow down, look like he was ready to go into battle. Love that too. I believe he's now yeah, in Atletico but, Madrid. Yeah. I believe him and uh, Cesar Espelicueta were playing the other day together in friendly. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I there's – well, let's keep this list going. I, I, I sometimes I, my two soccer lists are um, the first team all t- neck tattoo. You got to respect a player who has a neck tattoo. Uh, that's my one big thing. Ederson, Bobby Firmino. I, I mean, Does Carlos, Tony I, have a neck tattoo. I want to say it's kind of poked out a little bit. Uh, Carlos Tevez, I believe, has a neck tat as well. Yeah, so Tony those does. are those. You know, those are players you got to respect because anytime you're like, hey. Look, yeah, of course. Let me get the neck tack on. Like, you know, you got to respect that completely. And then um, the, the other thing that's God given here is the hair. And we, I'm, I'm going to respect that. So we, I think I got four guys, Any, uh, maybe a championship team. So I'll, I'm going to further wa- workshop this and come up with an all Premier League hair team. Instead maybe. of a future show during the World Cup break, we should do like, we should rank our top 10 hairs or something and then put odds on who has the best air, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then we'll make bets on, uh, and then we'll put it out to the people and see what everyone says and uh, something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up yeah. with something that'll make sense. We'll, talk, we'll toss them like a, uh, all, all like a, what do you call it? Classic 11. I think that's what it's called on FIFA. Edgar yeah. David with that, that's like the thick glasses and the slick, but like the kind of dreads that are, Pull back yeah, if, if we're low on center backs, we'll call up David Luis and see what he's up to yes, these days. Exactly. Probably chilling. Where is he? He's playing in Flamengo. He's in uh, Brazil yeah. these days. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, that's it for kits and wagers. Wine and wagers tonight. Yes, a little bit of wine left, but that was game week one. A lot of good bets. Let's start. Let's start eight and zero. Let's start seven and zero. Whatever the number is, we'll get there. But you can find Chris at chro and eight on Twitter. You can find me at 
Roto's a droid. Chris, thanks for joining me on Game Week 1. It's been a busy 24 hours here, but it's going to be a busy 38 weeks coming up. Good luck on your bets, Chris, and see everyone next week. Thanks, Adam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.